Sony. Hello, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is December 22nd, 2020. Um, just a programming note, we will not be bringing you a full episode today, um, but you can expect Lewis and I to bring you our annual tradition of a year-end show where we will talk about what we feel are some of the biggest stories of the year, like we do at the end of every year. Likely, we will record that show on Sunday, just uh, so you've got that programming note. So watch out for a full episode coming up this weekend. And in between now and then, you can certainly look forward to a rant or two from us. And more importantly, you can look forward to Christmas, although it will be a little bit different this year. And I hope that all of you across Canada, the United States, and everywhere else where you are tuning into our podcast, that you have the best Christmas and best holiday season with you and your loved ones. Okay, with that aside, what am I talking about today? Well, I want to talk about Christia Freeland. Now, Christia Freeland is... Canada's finance minister, deputy prime minister, and quite possibly the most condescending woman in Canadian politics. Now that, that actually says a lot because, well, she's got some competition, but she blows that competition away in that category. Anyway, this rant actually will start out by complimenting Miss Freeland, because she actually had um, what I will perceive to be an accidental moment of truth earlier this year. And Michael Campbell actually chose one of what she said as one of his favorite quotes of the year. And I have to admit, it's also one of mine. So what did Miss Christopher Freeland say that was so fantastic? Well, let me tell you. Now, this isn't exactly a direct quote. I'm going to paraphrase her. Um, most of what I will say was, is actually what she said exactly, but because I don't have the Financial Times in front of me, I can't quote it directly. But Miss Freeland, in an interview with the Financial Times in January of 2020, had said what I think, looking back today, is very interesting. She had said, even if all Canadians stopped emitting carbon, we wouldn't move the dial on, on global emissions reductions. I'm going to say that again. Even if all Canadians stopped emitting carbon, we wouldn't move the dial on global emissions reductions. Now, let that sink in, not because of what she said, because that is absolutely right. When I read and heard that quote, all I could say was, testify, you go, sister, because I could not agree with that more. However, if you heard myself or Lewis say that, or 
more appropriately if someone like Christian Freeland or Catherine McKenna or any of the radical left-wing nutjobs in Canada's government heard Lewis or I make that statement, you know what they would say. You guys are mouth-breathing climate deniers. And they would dismiss us out of hand. Climate deniers. Well, Miss Freeland, like I say, an accidental moment of honesty. She's absolutely right. Depending on which statistics you read from which organization, Canada's share of global emissions are anywhere between 1.4 to 1.6%. I'll say that again. 1.4 to 1.6% of global emissions come from Canada. So she's right. If we all stopped emitting carbon, nothing would change. Nothing would change. Brilliant, Miss Freeland. You're one accidental moment of honesty was absolutely correct. So that just leads me down the road to my next series of questions. If it is the case that if all Canadians stopped emitting carbon, as Miss Freeland said, we wouldn't even move the dial on global emissions reductions, then why the hell is she part of a government that has brought in a carbon tax, increased that carbon tax by 50% at the start of a pandemic, and not only increased that carbon tax by 50% to $30 a ton, which is where it is currently at, but only a week before Christmas announced that that carbon tax is going to go up five-fold to $170 a ton by the year 2030. Oh, and don't forget there's going to be a clean fuel standard which will come in, which will just be another carbon tax, which will add about $30 to the, to the price of a fill-up at the gas pumps per tank of gas, by the way, Canadians. Um, how much gas do you use in a month? Do you fill up your tank once, twice, more? At least 30 bucks more than what you pay right now with the clean fuel standard alone. And then a carbon tax on top of that. And then GST on top of those taxes. Tax on tax on tax. So if we won't even move the dial... Why the hell are we throwing so many taxes at Canadians? Why the hell are we killing pipeline projects that could actually get our resources to market and maybe help alleviate that tax burden or make that tax burden completely unnecessary because there would actually be royalty revenue from those resources? But no, and it's not just the oil patch. It's not just pipelines that these climate justice warriors are, are destroying with their ridiculous policies. It's the mining industry. It's electricity. Good luck building a new power plant unless it meets upstream, downstream, every stream emissions. So if Miss Freeland was right, and she was, she was right, that we won't move the dial as Canada at all. So why the hell are you destroying 
an entire province of Alberta bankrupting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Canadian families for nothing because we won't move the dial. For once she was right, and I know I can speak for Lewis uh, and say that we agree with her. We won't move the dial at all. So why? Why the hell does this government destroying our national economy and destroying the lives of millions of Canadians, driving millions of Canadians into bankruptcy, all for the sake of virtue signaling, all for the sake of saying we're doing this for the better good. And this expression is actually the greater good, but I'm also making fun of what I, some bumper stickers I see about sharing the road with, with cyclists for the better good. They're virtue signaling. They want to destroy the lives of millions of Canadians to show the world how righteous and virtuous they are. You want to bankrupt our economy, set our country back a generation for ideology just to show the world how pure and virtuous we are, we are going to drive this country into bankruptcy. I don't know how anybody who claims to love this country, as Justin Trudeau did in 2015, he feels it in his bones. How anybody who claims to love this country could deliberately seek out to destroy it. And it's not just the resource sector. It's not just the oil patch. It's manufacturing. It's mining. It's it's basically all of Canada's economy. It's logging. It's forestry. It's fisheries. It's farming. It's agriculture in general. Farming, ranching, you name it. And this government wants to bring that all to their knees through taxation and regulation that won't do a thing for global emissions. But it will certainly do a lot for virtue signaling. It will certainly do a lot for the smugness of the Prime Minister to say, look how much better we are than you. Well, guess what, folks? We'll be broke. So I really wish that Miss Freeland's moment of accidental truthfulness in January could be followed sooner than later, please, by a moment of clarity and understand that what they are doing to this country is destroying it for the sake of virtue signaling. <laughs>